Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to present to you a refined discussion of Avengers Endgame. We're trying to class up the First Issue Club feed by bringing on some cinematic geniuses and our friends from the Two Views podcast. They're releasing this episode in their feed, but since we know our fans love Avengers and Endgames as well, we'd like to treat you with that here. Spoiler warning, if you don't want to hear anything about Endgame or you haven't seen it yet, you've been fairly warned. Turn this episode off. Delete it from your phone. Dust it. Snap that shit. Get rid of it completely. Otherwise, please enjoy our discussion on what we thought about Avengers Endgame. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today is a special crossover episode. We have got First Issue Club. Well, technically, we're in your house, right? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, for the moment, it's your house. We have handed over the keys and reins to you. So we welcome you with open arms into the Fudge Mansion, as we call it. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what have we done? Yeah, we, we need to we need to rewind time. We need that gauntlet. We need to go ahead and, and, and set this back. Uh, well, I'll introduce myself. I'm Greg Licktie with First Issue Club. I'm Caitlin Morosic with First Issue Club. And I'm Mike DeStacy from First Issue Club. I'm engineering the pod, so you might not hear me as much as the other club members today. But at least we get to see you through the mirror, right? That's exactly the man right. behind the glass. <laughs> you're right. kind of like Captain Marvel in Endgame. You're just out in your Ooh. own world, overseeing, doing your yeah. own thing. One hundred percent that cool. Completely. <laughs> yes. I have a shorter haircut, even. <laughs> <laughs> Drops in at the beginning. We'll see what he does in the end, right? right. Yeah, comes and saves the day. <laughs> right. That's what I do. <laughs> so we're here with a crossover episode because, I mean, it's Avengers Endgame, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's a movie too big for one podcast, and it just happens to fall in the sweet spot of movies and yeah. comics. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your guys' comics? Or, yeah. Nope. About your guys' <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so uh, every week we cover and review the number one issues that come out um, that week. Uh, the comic book uh, world and landscape is a little complicated and kind of uh, hard to get into for newer readers, so what we want to be is a reading club that uh, is an entry point for new readers and maybe old readers that want to get back into it. And uh, what a week to get back into comics, everybody. I mean, Endgame is here. We're coming off the high of Captain Marvel. There's a lot of books that Marvel's pushing right now to make sure that you know who all these characters are, which, if you don't know them already, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. But we are very happy to be here and very excited to talk about Endgame. We have been super hyped for this movie to come out for, well, a year since it's been officially announced, but uh, we are ready to talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, in the movie world, it's just as big, if not bigger than I think the comic world, because it's the entire MCU coming to a head. Mm-hmm. For somebody like me who only knows comic books from when I was a kid and vicariously through Carson, uh, I know this purely from a movie standpoint. So I, I know I'm excited to, to get a different angle on all this. And I know this guy over here is probably chomping at the bit to talk comics <laughs> all He's day. been waiting. He's been yeah. waiting to get in the room with us. I can this tell. is going to quickly become an all-comics podcast. <laughs> I, I can see it happening. There was a movie yesterday? Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think the best place to start is let's just get your guys' gut reaction from when you walked out of the theater. What did you guys think of in game? Oh, man. 
I think from the very start of the opening scene, I had a smile on my face. <laughs> it was it was so weird. I I mean, I've been waiting for this and hyping it up in my own mind. I, I don't even think I smiled this much during Infinity War. I just I knew this was going to be a big movie with a lot of big moments, and it delivered <laughs> on more uh, than I can ever imagine. And uh, I was just smiling the whole time, even during the sad parts, which I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> I like it when That's people die. <laughs> I mean, I think, though, there was a sense of, like, oh, this, all, all of this is just hitting the right notes and making so much sense. And even when something less than desirable like or positive happened, you were still like, you know, I'm I'm okay with this. Like, this is this feels fine. We When we got out of the, the theater, we were just like all of us looked like newborns. Like it was just a blank slate on all of our faces and just like kind of like that's my <laughs> yeah. I'm grinning right now. Yeah. Right. You can't see it. Just yeah. You can feel it. It's going to resonate <laughs> through through the phone. Carson, you want to share what you thought about it? Oh, I had so I left the theater at 1:45 in the morning. And so I had my uh, 5-hour energy drink before I started just to make sure <laughs> as if I wasn't going to be pumped up enough. So I was I was really wired throughout the to- the whole movie. Yeah. And I think it just took it to another level for me. But but leaving I loved the movie. Um, obviously no movie is perfect. And I have my I always have my takeaways that this is what I would have done differently. But, right. But I was very satisfied with the conclusion of these what 22 movies. Uh, and to see this movie without seeing those, just a, just a complete mistake because you have to see all of those for this one. I don't think so really with Infinity War, but this one really nods to the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get kind of this r- real love letter that the Russo brothers have written mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, you get callbacks to uh, first Iron Man, first Avengers movie. I mean, it just weaves itself through this tapestry that Marvel has created the last 10, 11 years. And as a fan from the first movies, you're just like, oh, my God, this is, like, just really special what we're seeing. And uh, I'm, I'm already nerding out. We've been doing this for, like, maybe five minutes. We haven't even through the intro yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will be the, the guy that who guy. has – Yeah, He's I have to be that guy. guy. So my wife and kids and I, we went and saw this last night. And uh, when we got out of the theater and got into the car, we were all talking about – what we thought about it Mm -hmm. and I will just come straight out and say that like we usually rate movies on a scale of five that's just how we do it five five stars and I was I was actually at about like a three and a half when I walked out of the movie three and a half three and a half which for sake of you know continuity at Infinity War was a four for me so I left the theater thinking I really liked a lot of it there's some of it I didn't like as much Mm -hmm. and I was struggling to kind of reconcile what just happened. And I think you guys touched on this a little bit, and Carson and I have talked about this, but it's almost like you have to come to terms with the fact that this is the culmination of 20-something movies and 10 years. And in in that regard, it's a really, really great movie. But as like a standalone movie or as a sequel directly to Infinity War, it it feels different that way. And so for me, I, I had a whole day now to think about it. And I've actually come up a little bit on my rating because I, I've, I've come to terms with some of the things that were bothering me a little bit. But right. my initial reaction was 
it has some highs that I absolutely love, but some lulls where I was like, okay, checking my watch, which I never have done in, in Infinity War anytime I've watched it. So there's just a, it's a different feel than Infinity War. And it yeah. t- I think it took me a little bit to appreciate it a little bit. So, yeah, and see, and I gave Infinity War a six out of five. So that just shows you. <laughs> right. Unheard the, of. The difference. Ladies and gentlemen, unheard of. Six right. out of five stars. Math goes out the window when it comes to him. So if you haven't listened to the show, I, Carson has what I call a Marvel bias, which yeah. means that I take whatever I'm going to rate the Marvel movie, and uh-huh. I immediately add one star to it to know where he's at, because he is always <laughs> one star ahead. <laughs> at, at least. Well, yeah. the Marvel bias is real, uh, <laughs> is in it? this room anyway. Because when you, when you said three and a half, I was like, did we watch the same damn movie? What the hell? Yeah. But I hey, I want to get into those points, though, for sure. I was going to say, I think I can understand it, but we can elaborate later. Yeah. So do you guys want to give a rating of what we thought of it right now? Yeah, or? let's go. Um, four out of four for me. Okay. Oh, it's shit. Are we doing five? Four out of. Uh, you know what? We we, we can, do. Four. I'm pretty sure if you're gonna do four out of four, it's probably gonna be five out of five. I maybe. Would guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't even so know. we'll combine That's it. That's how frac- fractions work. Nine <laughs> out of nine. That's how That's numbers math. work. Math. It was perfect. It's like it's like let's go to qualitative. It's like Channing Tatum and Twenty One. Fuck you, science. Totally. And when you add stars to it, like when they added numbers and letters to it in the beginning, I'm just like, no, thank you. But when you add stars, I don't even know how to calculate it. In the beginning, when the Big Bang and then math. Yeah. That's how it's happened. And, right. I never and then Iron Age, it, Stone or cared Age. For it much. <laughs> Mine would be five out of five. <laughs> it was to me. It was not a perfect movie, but a perfect Marvel sequel movie to Infinity War. Okay. And that is okay with me. Gotcha. That yeah yeah five out of five because it um, and I feel a little cheap for all the fan service that it gave. Like to say, well, it checked all my boxes, but it. Did and that's why it would be a five out of five for me. No, that there's one thing that this movie did. It's fan service, and mm-hmm. I actually don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. I mean, that's what these movies should do, especially something that's ending this whole big string of, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three, ten years of Tony Stark. Like, it, it should be about fan service. If it's yeah. not, then like, w- what are we really doing? I agree. Did you give your rating yet? I mean, we are. Is it six out of five? This was five out of five. Oh. Oh. This is five out of five. What is happening right We're now? We're keeping it in the realm of reality. We, we did. We, I feel we like you guys have influenced this. If it was just him and I talking, there's no way he'd be backing down. All 11 out of five. Yeah, solid. exactly. Well, we already gave our ratings when we just recorded earlier today. We had a two-hour stint on this movie already. Right. And that's where I landed, so I can't back on that. <laughs> so I was at a five out of five. Today. Yeah, we should mention, you guys can't get enough. You've already recorded your regular episode, and yeah. you came to meet up with us goons to yeah. talk about it more. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're in hour three now. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're How many more shows do you have left to do tonight? <laughs> I mean, four, four more tomorrow. <laughs> right. And then another one on Monday. All so. in-game. All just in all in-game. In it's just in-game. I could do it. Uh, I mean, with this movie, I could totally oh, do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much to it, right? It's a three-hour movie that's jam-packed with stuff. And then, especially like you mentioned, how it weaves in the old scene. So, I mean, you could just branch off for hours and just talk about what it means to yeah. the first Avengers that they went back and did that. So, yeah, you could ad nauseum on this movie. We could talk about it forever. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys, how do you feel about how Captain Marvel has been treated so far? We've had Ooh, one and a half good. movies, really, mm-hmm. for her. So how do you feel like that, that's that been portrayed? Take it away. Uh, She's your gal. <laughs> she is my gal. I like her haircut in this movie. It actually kind of finalized what I had envisioned um, for her so and that's so like aesthetic just picky but it's true I think that she had a lot of I loved Captain Marvel 
um, and in the exposition and the buildup of investment as to why we care, what she can do. And I think that that was, I mean, it, it really did, Endgame did a really good job of like, even though there were parts where I was like, uh, it's we're, we're almost done and where is she? I don't know where she is. She showed up at the beginning. She's gone. Um, things are getting bad and she should be here by now. But then when she comes into it, she is so powerful. And I think that the buildup that you get and lead up to what she can actually do and why she may not have been there in the middle ground because um, she's defending the rest of the galaxy. Right. So that's important too. But I mean... I think I think she was treated I think it would be kind of a snub to the original Avengers who get a lot of bows tied in this movie too. Absolutely. To just have her or, you know, someone like Ant Man come in and just take over the story. So I feel like it was a pretty fair yeah. mix for her. The uh, Brie Larson, I was uh trepidatious when they casted her. I thought she's a, a brilliant actress. She is very dynamic. But Captain Marvel in the comics has a certain stature to her and a certain presence that I didn't know if Brie Larson could pull off. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, she has really kind of taken on this role and made it her own. And uh, when we f- are first introduced to her in the Captain Marvel movie, I thought she did great. And in this movie, uh, she just did a be- uh, an, an exponentially better job. You know what I mean? Like she just worked off for that performance from her breakout movie and just took it to a whole nother level. She seemed more kind, and but more of like this leader-type figure um, that really kind of uh, connected with me. Well, I got to gotta mention something that, that might burst your bubble a little bit. Oh, no. Because they filmed this one first. Oh, whoops. And so... <laughs> See, and so what she, I meant was... <laughs> looking back on this performance helped her... Yeah, no, so... That's crazy uh, that you would no. come into this set ensemble and be just... Hey, go be you. And yeah. You only have these couple scenes. That's insane. And we hope you to be this character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you kind of have to dominate them all just yeah. for for bits and pieces. Yeah, to share a screen and to have that much history, you know, I thought she did a great job. And I thought they did a, a wonderful job of keeping her at arm's length um, because they didn't. She just jumped into this franchise. And you can't have her, oh, just fly down and up, oh, just thump Thanos, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so, hey, you guys are welcome, and then fly off again. You know? and, and so I can I, destroy his whole ship, yeah. but if you don't want me to do it for a while, that's right. fine. <laughs> right, and so I was really wondering how they were going to bring her into it, and I thought they did a great job of giving her a reason to leave, you know, again, protecting the rest of the universe, but then also um, not just dominating when she got back. I mean, obviously, she did some really cool stuff, mm-hmm. and but then for a while there, I thought she was just going to take on Thanos one-on-one, and then he pulled out the power stone and just thumped her. Oh, man, just clobbered awesome. her right into the... Uh, that was just an awesome scene. Jeez. I mean, love Captain Marvel, love the character in the yeah. comics, but that, <laughs> well, that was really cool. And yeah. the fact that she was the one who reunited Tony in the beginning and was just like, that's what I needed to do here. Because right. they've got this now and kind of just pulled yeah. away. She's like a, in a like an intergalactic tow truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> how else are we going to get Tony back? Yeah, yeah seriously. Mean, yeah. yeah. And did they use some kind of like CGI to make him look more so just thin, thin and like sickly looking? They had to. He looked terrible. Yeah, same I, with I know he was supposed end, to. Oh yeah, same Captain America. With old. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the points I'm just gonna we're gonna jump around. One of the much things like that, this movie. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I think him and I had a difference of opinion on, um, and when we talked about Captain Marvel, I'm gonna jump to the end, but um, the all female shot 
Oh, uh, I've, people, I don't remember who all was there. Captain Marvel, Valkyrie. Every female that's been every in Every female that was there. I think so. Like, yeah. Alive. yeah. They lined them up and got them in a shot. And I, I think there's been a, a wide range of reactions to that shot. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys land on that one? Well, he audibly went, oh, hell yes, in the theater, <laughs> which was a little bit like it was loud enough to where people were like, mm, okay, he's, he's digging it. But um, I think that even helped me get more into it because it was just a very powerful. I mean, you knew what they were going for. Oh, yeah. And you knew what it was designed to invoke. Bring, yeah, to bring out in you. And it, it was great. I f- it felt very powerful to yeah, me. Yeah, and it was wholly intentional. I mean, there's oh, there's yeah. no r- way around that. I mean, they, they wanted that shot. They planned it out. And was it a little bit forced? Yeah. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get yeah. 15 women in the same yeah. shot. On, like, a yeah. right. on, on a battlefield. battlefield. <laughs> this happened to be in the same <laughs> area. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, guys. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, not you, Spider-Man. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor little Peter Parker. Just wait a second. Just wait a minute. We almost well, got I thought, this. I, the, I thought that scene in particular was really great because uh, in the comic book world, women readers and women characters are kind of cast aside. I mean, they're not really – comic books aren't really marketed towards women or young girls – and so that's why you don't really see the the readership reflect uh, much women uh, interaction as far as comic book goes. And just to have that massive scene of all those strong, powerful women just ready to kick ass was like, for me as a viewer, I was just like, holy shit, this is going to be so fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and they just dominated. And I thought that was a really cool thing that Marvel did that was just like, you know what, we're not going to cast these women characters aside we're not gonna it's kind of like a weird stand that they took of just like not, i don't want like the whole captain marvel uh, uh female is, is the future mm-hmm. kind of stance that they took but it felt very uh, female empowered it's kind of a continuation though because i think that the mcu has had a, a huge impact on accessibility to female readership i mean it's it was way more accessible than it is to go into your local comic shop which is still something i struggle with because there's that, I mean, they have, that has its own set of problem areas for me. But, like, going to see a movie, that's not really, anyone can do that. You can go with your friends and, like, to see these. I think that was really a continuation of what's being, what has been done in the MCU so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. so from your guys' perspective, the comics perspective, you're seeing more girls get into comic books because of MCU? I think it has an impact. It does. We're I mean, seeing more female-led comic books. We're seeing more uh, at cons. The mm-hmm. the characters that women or or young girls that are dressed up like yeah. are from MCU. It has to have had an impact. We're seeing an increase in female creators, whether that be writers or uh, illustrators or you know uh, editors, colors. I mean, it, the the influx in that is really kind of hard to ignore. No, that's really cool. I, it's something that I hadn't even thought about. I know from my perspective, just in the last few years. So I have a a nine year old daughter about to be ten and. Wonder Woman was like the end all be all for her until she saw Captain Marvel. <laughs> and then now she's she's gone and seen it twice and that was what she was waiting to see the most in Endgame. She was like, I I want to see Captain Marvel and you know, she didn't get a lot of her, but it was enough for her to like really grasp, you know, the, yeah. how powerful she is and she just loves it. So mm-hmm. she's already told me she can't wait till it comes out on DVD and wants to get it. So <laughs> even from her perspective, who she's never read a comic book, she has only recently gotten into Marvel movies. Just having those female characters, I can see it connecting with her. So that it is cool. See, and I, I had a problem with the scene. I liked the scene setup. Mm-hmm. It was Captain Marvel. It was uh, Valkyrie, and I 
think Scarlet Witch was the third one at first. Mm-hmm. And they said, we got you. And you're like, okay, this is really cool. And then one more jumped in. And then one more jumped in. And like, yeah. like and then there's like 15. I'm like, really? I was like, it was... I thought it was going to be a really cool <laughs> moment, but we're like, we just flooded the camera with yeah. everybody. Like you said, on a battlefield, we just all jumped together. And like, that's, that yeah. was very heavy handed. And I was like, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, the three of them going together. And I thought, oh, that, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. And then it, I felt it kind of lost. And I was like, wasp pop, pops up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't, I go, we don't really everybody? need 15 yeah, of us to yeah. have your back right now, <laughs> yeah, but it's Black just it's part of the moment. <laughs> right. Jane Foster. Can we get Jane Foster <laughs> in here <laughs> for a minute? <laughs> Renee Marvel. Russo's head just yeah. pops in from the background. Where's Michelle Pfeiffer? Come on, <laughs> Michelle. Got to get Michelle Pfeiffer's in there. Yeah, the Pfeiffer. <laughs> so I did. I did like it, but again, it felt so packed in there that, mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, that was that was a little too much. But you, you can't exclude somebody from once you start adding, you know, four or five of them. Like, well, you can't not put her in there. Right. You can't yeah. Right. Not put her in there, and then just kind of almost like they, they painted it. themselves in a the corner. Right. Like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, one more. Yeah. All right. Just oh, get them all. Because you know they'd catch hell on social media, right? If one mm-hmm. of them were left oh, out. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Like Danae Guerrera, the who plays Okoye yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. from Walking Dead. You know, they left Michonne. her. They yeah. left her name off the poster. Oh, uh, yeah. When it got released, and they caught tons of hell. Well, and rightfully so. Yeah. Because I mean, that's that's not cool. You the have her picture one. on the poster. Yeah. The, the only, only one on the poster without her name. With no name. Right. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, Not cool. Yeah. So can we get to Fat Thor? <laughs> I think this has been leading up to Fat Thor. Yeah, it started on Twitter today. Yeah. We <laughs> we had a conversation of like uh, when we were meeting up and uh, it, it, Fat Thor was mentioned for a minute and we had different opposing views on it and we wanted to save it for the show yeah. for these hot, hot takes and let's get into it. Who wants to go first? I, I think you get the right to go first on this one. Uh, so Fat Thor, I thought was great. I I thought he was, like I said, very relatable because he's kind of like the kid whose parents pushed them too much in like a sport or like any kind of activity (laughs) and they, and they let their parents down. Yeah. Where do you go from there? You just drink a lot and you eat, uh, eat bread. Like you just get into this state of depression. You're just like, well, I failed at the one thing I was supposed to do. I guess I'll just, uh, Pwn people on Xbox and yeah. uh, shit talk them through a microphone <laughs> right. with my rock friend. Oh, I right. forgot about that. But Korg making a comeback was one of my favorite oh, things. So glad to see Korg yeah. in there. But I mean, was it a little bit exaggerated? Maybe. But then again, Thor can drink an entire cask of uh, right. pale ale in a night. So I think uh, for me, it was okay. Yeah, I-, I went with the storytelling where they went, and I'm glad Fat Thor didn't just you know, do a quick little exercise montage and he was back to his fit self. <laughs> oh he was Fat Thor the whole movie. See, you went a different route. I was thinking that, like, whenever he became, you know, full-on Raiden, Lightning Bolt or whatever, he would just, like, all of a sudden be chiseled Thor again. Yeah. Like, I thought we were going to get one of those. It never struck me that an 80s exercise montage could have been <laughs> in our... That could have been I mean, the solution. That's fantastic. I mean, it would have won it. me over like that. We're going to get in shape gonna... now. <laughs> going to get in shape now. Yeah, yeah, we both thought once he grabbed the hammer and became worthy, all yeah. of a sudden he would be worthy Thor again and that never happened he just stayed fat Thor throughout <laughs> it, it just it just well, seemed weird that that's how you end this and you end him with fat Thor not how a Thor we know well, him and, Isn't and can I ask a Russo move though <laughs> like uh, it is yeah. <laughs> and can I ask like if 
Thor becoming fat and drinking all day and yelling at kids on Xbox does not make him unworthy. Like, what is the bar for being unworthy? <laughs> I, do, you know? I do think, though, that they made it very clear that that whole thing was so, like, surface for him. Right. Like, you, like he didn't take much convincing at all to get to where he's, like, almost kind of crying. Yeah. When Rocket's there. Like, right. It's, which, was, which made a lot of sense because he's, he could easily let himself with, with Korg there to, like, be like, Distract hey, dude, him. this is cool. Let's just do this. Yeah. And he's like, fine. But then when someone comes there that really means anything to him, that he's just like, you Ready know, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm doing is one. fun. Okay? Right. <laughs> like, it's very, it's bubbling. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I was totally fine with where they went with Thor. I, my only problem was one, I guess I shouldn't say only problem if I've got two of them. <laughs> one is that it went like the whole length of the movie and I felt like he barely got like a redemption to it so he was kind of a fat crying slob the whole movie mm-hmm. and he only kind of redeems himself once he fights Thanos but then it's it's just this big huge fight scene so like how much redemption do you really get but then my other problem with it is that his arc in like the entire MCU has gone from you know kind of not worthy kind of being boring in Thor 1 and Thor 2 is not all that good to being resurrected in Ragnarok and then becoming like arguably the greatest character and the most powerful character in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So I rolled into Endgame thinking, yeah, we, we you know we've got the greatest Thor right here, and they just like chopped his knees off right after that Thanos. You, you know, weren't like, expecting Big Lebowski. Yeah, no. exactly. So I was kind of like, it, it threw me off for a loop because yeah. it's not where I wanted him to go with it. So part of my dislike is because it's you know the old it's not what I would have done thing, mm-hmm. but. Even if they had stuck with that, it would have been okay. I just really wish they could have closed that loop somehow on the back end to really make it feel like he redeemed himself from being Fat Thor. I think uh, I I totally agree with that because his 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 arc in this movie was kind of confusing because it was more about him coming to terms with who he is on the inside. It was very much a, an internal struggle and journey for Thor. And you see that when he goes back in time and he talks to his mother. Mm-hmm. And I think him as a as a character, he needed that conversation with his mother to maybe form like his final form of Thor. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think we're going to see, cause I don't think they're going to do a, a Thor four or whatever, but I think we're going to see a weird tale in the third guardians Right. that we're going to see a little Thor transformation and maybe he'll slim down a little bit. If there's that <laughs> much bread in space, but I felt like the, the journey for Thor was more of an internal one. Oh, Absolutely. And external, I guess, because he did gain a few pounds. He's always been like a (laughs) steamroller and like very powerful, but there's not been much depth to him. So maybe this will make him more interesting to be both, best of both. Yeah. Well, and let's, we talked about this, but I mean, truthfully, one of the best scenes of Infinity War is when Thor is with the Guardians. So it's almost like Marvel is like, okay, that worked. Let's do more (laughs) of this Mm -hmm. and paired him up with the Guardians now to go have fun. Because fun Thor from Ragnarok and Infinity War is way better than brooding whatever Thor from one and two. Yeah. Well, even they started this one out with him brooding Thor. And I -hmm. thought that's really where they were going to go with it. Of He's not happy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he blames himself for everything. Yeah. And I thought they were going to go that route. I didn't know that they were going to, you know, inflate him quite like that. I think, like too, that. like the shame of, kill, of of cutting Thanos' head off and then watching everybody in the room go, oh, like, no, you shouldn't have. Wow, that was too far. Like, maybe some of that shame was what started Fat Thor's progression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went dark quick. Like, yeah. he was just pissed from the yeah. beginning. And then what do you my do? My friends don't think I'm cool anymore. Yeah. I may have done something bad. Where's my Smith albums? I'm just going <laughs> to go eat a hoagie. <laughs> Play some Xbox. 
drink tons of kegs apparently that were stacked up on, yeah. on the side. Oh, yeah. Bing yeah. has a problem. I don't have a problem with that life, but I'm also not, you know, <laughs> an Asgardian. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought uh, it was cool how new Asgard is now on Earth, which I think we all kind of guessed yeah. by the, uh, the end of Ragnarok that was going to happen. And the journey of Valkyrie was pretty cool. But, I mean, it, it, it didn't really get touched on in much detail. But by the end of the movie, she had a pretty significant role for whatever they decide for that character. Yeah. It, one question we had, actually Carson had, but I'll share it. Like, where did the Pegasus come from in the final fight? Yeah. Can so, she summon it? I don't know because. <laughs> from across the, the universe. The it just flies across. Yeah. <laughs> Biscuit! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, because it's not like she's like a Pokemon trainer. I'm just like, I choose you, Pegasus, and it like pops out or whatever. And wasn't in Ragnarok, you know, nope. only the flashback. No, yeah. yeah, so. All of a sudden there's Pegasus. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the visual, somewhere, but like. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in Norway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Pegasi. there's like a stable somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a Pegasus That's breeder just in the Asgard. You know, one of the things they do there. Finally, my time to shine. <laughs> right. Now, were you all okay with it not being in Oklahoma? New Asgard? <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm from, so not really, but it's fine. I mean, Oklahoma has a lot of space for new Asgard to move in, <laughs> for sure. But uh, I felt like uh, near the water was the best place for new Asgard. <laughs> is that really, I, I don't read comics, is that where they put? That's that's where they put it. It was floating above Oklahoma. Yeah. I think, as far as the MCU goes, the storytelling, that would be like a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. Of just like, hey, well, there's a floating city now. Just like, ah, okay, there's In a talking America. raccoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They make that choice and then Star Lord's from Missouri. Yeah. And like, right. that's, yeah. those are the two, like, just. Midwest. Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, at least we got Star Lord. It could have been worse. <laughs> it could have, yeah. could have been a lot worse. So we already covered Fat Thor. I want to talk about, um, I know we're jumping around a lot, but I feel like they did Black Widow real dirty. Yeah. I could see that. Real dirty. That that death scene and then no real, uh, like no one had a wake or Tony a funeral. Tony gets a whole moving funeral. <laughs> I said the same thing earlier yeah. today. I, I sat there watching Hulk that scene. through a scene. bench. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. yeah. I sat there okay. watching that scene. I was like, they, they, they don't care about Black Widow. Like the That's whole, what it felt like. I know. It was brutal. It's like, oh, is it, Natasha's gone? Oh, okay. Well. But he got the stone. So they were fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, woohoo! <laughs> right. And I'm, maybe that's because that's why. But like, they could have at least done like a dual funeral. Like, why not? I mean, she she uh, dies right. They're not done yet. Like Tony finishes it, so mm-hmm. people have the time and the capacity and the space to yeah. mourn. Yeah. They don't when she dies. But that's not fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like she didn't. She wasn't like <laughs> any less significant to. Achieving the mission. She was yeah. actually extremely significant because sure. she sacrificed her life to yeah. get the a stone that you need. Yeah, Tony actually messed up like two or three times. <laughs> yeah. like, she actually executed hers perfectly. You dumb bastard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, Tony had a wreath with his, you know, uh, artific- his, his heart or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't even just throw, I don't know, her belt, some bread something. in the lake. I mean, something. Can we put some flowers in the water? Like, give, give her something. And also Black Widow, just like a, a <laughs> yeah. note written in oh, the yeah. wreath. It's a post it note just stuck yeah. there. Black Widow scribbled Love the on Hulk. there. <laughs> so, what did you guys think about how Black Widow died? See, that scene was complicated for me because um, when in the movie, when we find out where the, the Back to the Future teams are going in yeah, their certain the timelines. Yeah, the dispatch teams. I was... uh, someone in the room kept hitting my arm, just like, they're going there. Someone, that means someone has to die. I'm like, I... they're going to figure it out. Just shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> no, I know, but I, why would you send the two of them together? Like, I mean, I don't know who you would have sent, but right. I yeah. was like, 
it didn't occur to me later that they did not know what the How price was. Exactly. Yeah. But I was like, no, well, no, they can't go to Vormir together. One of them's not coming back. Right. And he told me to gently to shut up. But <laughs> so during that back and forth, who'd you all think was going to be the one? That it should have been Hawkeye, in my opinion. Yes. But he has a family to get back to. Black not anymore. Have anybody. <laughs> I, but that, at at that point get, in but time, to get back his family. Right. I, that's where they were doing all that. I, I yes, I agree. But I felt like he had lived such a rough life after they died. I felt like he he thought he deserved to sacrifice himself for all of the bad, quote unquote, bad things he had been doing, killing cartel members and uh, yakuza or whatever. So this was his way to atone for all of that. And yeah. when and when Natasha died, I was like, well, shit. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So did I, did you guys think something differently or? Well, I was going back and forth, you yeah. know, and he gave it a good reason of why it should be him. Mm-hmm. And then you have Black Widow giving her reasons why it should be her. And so when they were fighting, I, I assumed that she was going to jump and he was going to shoot an arrow and yeah. keep her from jumping him, fly by. I didn't know how it was going to go down, but right. I figured it was going to be something like that. But I thought Hawkeye was gone. But I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be, be Scarlet. It just seemed like, uh, from a storytelling standpoint, like the, it'd be more significant if Hawkeye died, in in my opinion, because like he did it for his family, he did it for his redemption. I mean, I don't know. No, I, in I'm, terms I'm, of loved ones understanding, though, I mean, Bruce would know exactly how it would feel to be in that position. I don't know that Hawkeye's family would understand that. Yeah, not that that makes it any better because I yeah. fully agree personally. Actually, like the choices that they made when it happened and the people that they became, he didn't. She definitely deserved to continue along yeah. that legacy. Yeah, and I felt like I had a couple of problems with it. Like it, the way it's set up in Infinity War, it's kind of gut wrenching. Is probably a little bit strong, but there's there's some emotional weight to it because Thanos is giving up Gamora. Gamora has to realize that Thanos actually loved her, mm-hmm. so it sets this precedent. But when you get Clint and Natasha there, it, it's I called it I guess a, like it's a platonic love. So like, oh, absolutely. It, it's not familial. It's not romantic. So it, it's this weird. Like, is that is that really giving up that which you love most, or something that you love? Like, I forget what the exact language is. Just something that you love. What yeah. happens to people that go to Vormir alone? Uh, well, they get turned away. I think that's something. That I think you start. Oh, yeah. Well, what if you just start like you know hit, little hitting finger. on Red Skull? Yeah, like, <laughs> making passes like, hey, hey, buddy, what up? <laughs> I think I love you. <laughs> right. We uh, we made the joke of that like they both fell down that's like Hawkeye and Black Widow like. The stone just appears yeah. in Red Skull's hand. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, yep. Guess I'm free. Plot change. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted I wanted Clint to go over because I felt like you could, storytelling-wise, you could make the claim that what he's giving up is his chance to ever see his family again, and that's what he loves. Now, I get that that might not play by the Infinity Stone rules, exactly whatever those have been dictated to be, but I felt like that, storytelling-wise, would have had a lot more resonance than than what this had this scene was just kind of like yeah yep. okay yep I, but, yeah. but that's not the rules though because uh, she had to give up something to get the stone right he's not giving it up for his family because they would get the stone uh, right i'm saying you i know? would have rather overlooked that kind of plot fudginess mm-hmm. for the impact of clint giving up his family um one of the things i said to him that I, i'd be curious to, as to what you guys thought so along the whole mcu the, the one storyline that got dropped for some reason was Bruce and Natasha being in love. Like they just completely abandoned it. And then all you got in infinity war was this awkward 
you know, hey, hey. <laughs> and, and they and even I think it's Falcon says like, well, that's awkward. Like, okay, that's a trash scene. But I felt like if Banner had been the one to go to Vormir and they had yeah. maybe spent a little bit of the first part of the movie like consoling each other and stuff and building that relationship back up, then if you sent those two and Nat had to go over mm-hmm. and Bruce was there, I, I felt like that would have potentially been a little bit better. I always felt like their relationship was still kind of like simmering, like they're waiting for stuff to cool down because, uh, you know, we get an Ultron, Hulk just bounces. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm too unstable. I can't handle all this. And I feel like that's when it, it was kind of like a weird breakup for them because Hulk was just like, I can't be with you. I can't be with anyone. I'm this fucking monster. So I need to go to wherever the fuck this ship takes me. And so when he does come back, it's kind of just like, hey, like. It's like when you get a job and your ex works there, just like, hey, can we not be weird? <laughs> right. And that's an interesting way of reading it because I, I didn't really, I didn't read it like that. But now that you say that, that makes all sorts of sense that like the relationship was essentially over at that point. Whereas I think I went into it thinking like, oh man, they should be stoked to see each other and be all happy. But it was just really crazy awkward. Yeah. Well, it's weird because they never really give a timestamp of how far apart Hulk was from Natasha. I right. mean, the heart can heal itself, you know, over many years. So who knows how long they were apart. And I'm sure the healing had begun, but there's always that weird pain when you see that person that you kind of ended kind of rocky. You're like, oh, that's, yep, I remember all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then during that five-year period, he was working on becoming um, an integrated Hulk, mm-hmm. apparently not working on anything with <laughs> right. her. So, yeah, she doesn't have to be, like, pining or... Yeah. I think or it's just vice versa. Bad timing for that, too, for yeah. them, too, really. Agreed. Well, the other cool scene we thought would have been good uh, with the Soul Stone is Captain America giving it back to Red Skull. Thought that would have been good. Good scene. <laughs> when so, he's delivering the Soul Stone back. Hey, buddy, here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wait a <laughs> Sam, I know you. <laughs> what are you doing here? I bet I could punch a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has to be some thought given to how cool it would have been, like, post-credits or even in the DVD, you know, whatever, that, like, have this little five-minute short movie of Captain America going and having on his own to somehow return these stones in the yeah. exact spot that he took them. Like, yeah. that, there has to be tons of comedy. He just, just like, suplexes them. <laughs> So hold on, if he so he has to go back in time to when the stones were taken. The like I'm pretty and sure put them the back. exact moment in time. So does he see Natasha die, or does he save Natasha? He can't save Natasha because the way then the stone wouldn't come. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the way they've kind of, I guess, movie logic this is that. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about that. The, by the, the way, yeah, the soul stone can't be redeemed. It, in theory, her body's still laying there, and he puts it back. Oh shit! That's, yeah, that's a rough. That's, yeah, that's well, a rough he, job. I know so many people don't like him, but he sacrificed the most, I think. Who? Cap. He just continues. Oh, like, for sure. He gets the shittiest end of every deal. Oh, are you saying people don't like him from a movie or a comic or just in general? Both. Oh, man. I think Cap has come so far in the MCU. Oh, I agree. I think people have a problem with him being this, like, Boy Scout, yeah, you know, it's the Messiah. Complex. It's not interesting. Marvel. And, like, that, that kind of trope can get boring after a while, but I feel like they keep it kind of fresh with Captain America, like, nowadays, anyway. With the resurgence into the character, but yeah, in the comics, it, it's hard to be on Cap's side all the time. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, you know, but but being a dick, <laughs> drink the beer. I get it. I get it. That's there the rule. Go. But come on, yeah. And, and in this, that they gave him conflict, internal conflict, to where you know he's like, what is the right thing? Yeah. You know, is it the government that I'm sworn to protect, or you know? So he has that a little bit to give him a little bit more meat to. 
to grab on to. So he also said a few swears. He did say a few swears. He did appreciate his own posterior. And then also (laughs) he he like he has a couple of moments in Endgame where you're like, he's gonna do the selfish thing. And we're like here for it. Like we want him to. Yeah. And he still kind of just finds a way to do it within the rules. But I mean it was still way more interesting than he has been. Yeah. And I think it was a lot of sacrifice on his part. Yeah, I, I think from the MCU standpoint, at least, like for me, having watched it, like I think it helped having Tony Stark always be at his side because you, you look at Cap and, yeah, he is a total Boy Scout, but then Tony Stark will come right in over the top and you're like, what a dick. And then you're, you're kind of glad that Cap is doing what he's doing and saying what he's saying because he's – yeah, you can root for that. But if you if you just had a movie of, like, just Cap and everything, it, I could see that getting stale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I cut you off. You, you did, but I don't remember now. <laughs> but no, but no I, I, I truly thought that this was uh, Cap stole the show. Like, this was a, a Captain America movie. It was, I think it was supposed to be. And from him fighting himself... Which is awesome. Oh, so dope. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. And I can do this all day. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how everybody feels, right. I think, towards him. So it was perfect. It yeah. was awesome. Like, God, was I'm great. a prick. Yeah. <laughs> the, the elevator scene. Ugh, <sighs> that was, I think, what Talk my about that parts. for a second. We got Ooh. it. Yep, let's go. So that is the infamous scene in Winter Soldier, I believe. Yes. The elevator fight scene. Yes. yes. Where uh, Captain Marco, geez, Captain Marco, Captain, Captain, Marco. Mar- uh, Captain America just hands it to just an elevator full of dudes. And we think we're going to get a basic reenactment of that. And he just turns it on his head by taking the information that he knows from the past and just whispering that, Hail Hydra, and just making everyone in the, in the elevator just quake. And it was, uh, it, I was just ear to ear smiling at that point. Yeah, it was fantastic. I thought as as a, as a storytelling point, yeah, that was it was brilliant. so smart. So such a um, a nod to comic readers too, mm-hmm. um, with Secret Empire and just like just so so good. Yeah. So that's one thing that not to take us too far off topic, but I'm curious to get your guys' input. I'm sure Carson is fine with me saying this, but like, what were the big moments from this movie, if any, that like pulled from comics that you know where you're like, oh, that's clearly from you know this story? Because yeah. I don't, I I fly blind when it comes to this kind of stuff. So did you guys have any of those moments you were able to pick out? Yeah, they've kind of uh, weaved in a bunch actually from a bunch of different storylines. Um, there was Iron Man actually did make a gauntlet to hold the Infinity Stones. Uh, there was a storyline where Hulk had the Infinity Gauntlet. Sam Wilson does become Captain America. Uh, in a uh, storyline in one of the comics, I mean, they they touched on so many and so different, so many different ways. You're just like, I didn't think they could just weave all of these in so you know intricately and so effortlessly that they kind of took different storylines from different parts of the MCU and the Marvel comic books and where it just flowed so effortlessly. But yeah, they they kind of uh, there's a few little Easter eggs in there for like real diehard comic book fans that were really fun to see. They mentioned Asgardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. That's a comic book out right now, which is really fun. It's actually written by uh, a local guy, Cullen Bunn, from Kansas City, and it's it's a masterpiece, actually. And they touched on one of our favorite characters a little bit, a Cosmic Ghost Rider, mm. when they mentioned Baby Thanos. Yeah. There's a storyline where Cosmic Ghost Rider goes go back, back in time. Like, kill him. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and tries to kill Baby Thanos, but ends up raising him <laughs> into the monster that he is. Into a Punisher Thanos. Yeah, yeah. it's dope. Is really cool. So the only two comics I read, basically religiously growing up, were Punisher and Ghost Rider. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but then randomly I came across an article a while back. And I think I, 
think I spoiled something for him because he's he's a year behind because he reads the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. I was like, hey, did you know Ghost Rider is in the Guardians now? And I think there was one other thing, I think. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for ruining that for I, me. I do. No, no I not do yet. Know. He's not there yet. But thank you. <laughs> I'll just mute this. <laughs> so who who is in the As Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, it is Quill and um, Groot. Like grown-up Groot with a mohawk, and then Silver Surfer is in there, and uh, Valkyrie, and just a hodgepodge of different characters. Better A Bill's in there, but it's a different lot of people from comics that aren't even mentioned in the MCU yet. So I think they're going to do their own little spin. Gotcha. Throg's in there. Thor, though? No. Okay, so this will be a different Yeah, yeah, so it'll be a different kind of, yeah. Gotcha. So one of the things that we touched on a second ago, or maybe even five minutes ago, who the hell knows, (laughs) Professor Hulk? What'd you guys think of? What'd you guys think of him? My favorite part it, for him in this movie was when he's like, "Yeah, it's gratuitous," but he like starts walking around to like <laughs> he's back in time where his other self is like smashing and just being like the immature Hulk that we knew before, and now he's not that. So he's just like ah, and like <laughs> yeah. doing like weird fake monster things, and I thought that was very cute. That was good. He kind of like lightly tosses yeah. the car door. Yeah. I guess if that's what you want me here for. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was um, really clever that he learned to live with the beast inside of him and not lose his identity. So I thought it was cool that he gets the best of both worlds, really. He gets his immense knowledge and his immense strength from the Hulk, which uh, you get a little taste of that in the comics through Professor Hulk and Gray uh, Gray Hulk and Mr. Fix-It and all that. So it's kind of a little uh, homage, homage to all them. Did you all get what you wanted out of Hulk, Professor Hulk? You know... Kind of. I mean, the Hulk is as a character is cool, but like, there's only so much you can do. And even like Professor Hulk is just like, you know, he's, he doesn't have, he doesn't have like a lab coat on. He's not like he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like a Bunsen burner. Just like I figured it out. <laughs> but I thought it was a, an okay character, to be honest. But I'm not a huge Hulk fan to begin with. What about you? So I, I love the Hulk, and I think he's a. I think his books are. They struggle because you're always trying to find someone stronger or bigger to, or smarter to fight the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And but I love him as a as an ancillary character. And so whenever he comes into a different book, you know, crossover storylines, which I really think he's done in the movies, and I think that's that's what's been great. And you get Professor Hulk. You finally get he can he can think. He can do what he wants. And we never got a Hulk moment. Like, Not really. I was like, okay, we're at the end fight scene, and these these huge monsters coming out. Like, we're gonna get a Hulk moment where he's gonna Hulk out and do something, and we got nothing. Yeah, he's trapped under a building, isn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's he's holding up the mountain mm-hmm. like like secret Secret Wars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, but he gets out of that, and then nothing. I got I got no Hulk, and that that's that hurts me. That, yeah, that hurts my heart. It is odd. Other than in Ragnarok, does do we ever get a lot of um? him being actually trained to fight because being big and strong you know i understand that but like whenever people like some people are like why why isn't he able to go toe-to-toe with thanos like in infinity war when they're fighting i don't know that he's ever really trained to fight he's just big and he's brute and he just smashes like he's kind of like kimbo slice like he's big dude (laughs) and he can hit hard but he can't fight he doesn't who's training who's teaching him other than valkyrie well he's never had never had to exactly yeah the strongest one there is you know you just, yeah. yeah, you can be brute and just <laughs> run in there and start hitting people. You get yeah. hit a bunch of times and then get stronger. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a bummer, man. That because I, I did agree, I agree with what you said there. Like there wasn't really a big Hulk moment. 
He his throws old, that bench, though. Yeah, he, 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 he threw the shit out of that <laughs> bench. Yeah. God, does he throw that bench. Yeah, yeah it's so almost what? across the lake. Almost. He didn't even get yeah. it across the lake. <laughs> you guys ever <laughs> skipped a bench? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he restrained himself. He, restrained he had the himself. wherewithal yeah. to restrain himself. <laughs> it's crazy, though. After he told me that, I actually sat there for a while and tried to think about where does Hulk go after he's holding up the Avengers base, you know, so Falcon and everybody can escape. Like, mm-hmm. And I can't place him anywhere in that big battle like i can picture where thor went and where cap went and where tony went but like hulk just sort of vanished yeah it's crazy you know because and yeah and then like (laughs) giant man ant-man brings him back Mm -hmm. and then nothing then absolutely yeah yeah but at least giant man got a big punch on one of the uh chitauri things coming in like that (laughs) at least looked like everybody took hulk's punch yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just a knockoff on hulk's punch yeah i mean i guess they just assumed that once hulk had the gauntlet that that was his Time and he got his moment and you, you put it on you snapped your fingers we don't need you anymore. Well, I guess he couldn't do much. He was injured on the right on his right hand side a little bit. That's true. He's so the Hulk. that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not He's disagreeing with you on that. <laughs> it, I was just, still upset that he his arm didn't heal by the time they had the funeral. I'm like, come on, <laughs> it's the Hulk. Yeah. Why is he still in the sling? Yeah. And didn't he say that the reason why he could do this is because it primarily releases gamma radiation? So right. wouldn't he have just gone like into berserker mode yeah, as soon as? Bigger? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Speaking of that point, our friend also was saying that, like, that um, cosmic energy that's released all over the planet could have been a great entry point for X-Men. Like, if that's what causes the Or an explanation of how. Oh, that's good. Like, in a new direction, because we were like, where does this go? Yeah. You know, what's phase four? Where does this go? And he was like, actually, (laughs) I have a theory. (laughs) 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 I mean, in his defense, that's a a good theory. I would love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great theory. I would be mad about it. The one thing I wanted from an in-credit scene was just to see claws popped. And, 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 and I knew I wasn't going to get it, but that's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, just show me some claws. Just any kind of tease. Just a bald guy <laughs> in the crowd. Just some bald guy. Something. <laughs> some guy, he's getting coffee. He's like, uh, I have a coffee for Xavier. <laughs> yeah. his hand. Anything would have worked. Yeah. Just, just a slight nod that we can use these guys yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, since we're talking about the final battle, what did you guys think of that? You mean Captain America? Just the whole every the, a lot of things happen in that final battle. We get a we get Thor we get uh, Thor kicking ass with uh, Stormbreaker Both. and the hammer. Yeah, we get Captain America picking up the hammer. We have all of the dead coming back. They're getting snapped back into existence. And then just all the circles, like strange coming back yeah. and sling rings. Yeah, wizards of yeah. whoop ass yeah. place. <laughs> all these people coming in. <laughs> the Cap with the hammer in the shield. Fighting Thanos was the best part of the movie. It was I, incredible. I, like that was something that I've been waiting for ever since. He you immediately know. starts swinging that. Oh, like yeah. he was yeah. practicing. Like, and he like was he, like, "If he, I ever do this, <laughs> yeah. I'm and, gonna know what the, to do." And with the it. way that he was using it with the shield, like, like again, this is not you know, like you said. He's thought about this yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw it off the shield, you know, from behind him. Like, like that was so no big deal. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what, you guys impressed? You know, I'm freaking did Captain you hear, America. Did you hear what Thor said when he yeah. picked it up? He goes, I knew it. I knew That's it. what he says. I couldn't remember. I thought it was something like, I knew you were worthy, but I knew it. That's, he goes, I knew it. I, I will even take that a step further. So uh, one of the last episodes we did was our top five uh, Marvel moments from the, all the first yeah. ones. And we both had uh, the scene in Ultron where they're trying to lift the hammer, and it just squeaks mm-hmm. when Cap tries to move it, and Thor's face just kind of drops. <laughs> and... Then for this to happen in this movie and the way it happened, like I think for me it's like my number one moment in all of the movies that they've done because it truly caught me off guard. 
we had a little conversation about whether we would have liked to have seen it be like the sword in the stone moment where, you know, big orchestral music comes in and he lifts it up or the fact that it was just flying across the screen. You're thinking it's going back to Thor and then he grabs it. I mean, my theater just went nuts <laughs> yep. when that happened. Same. So, and, and I can't remember clearly, did it look like someone threw it at first and then he caught it or did it look like Thor called it to himself? So there was so much like there were webs on. attached to that thing at one <laughs> yeah. point. Like there was so much going on. It's almost like Captain America called it to him. You know what I mean? Because well, it was just sitting on the ground, and you, you see, we see it rise up. I don't know if it was picked up or like yeah. someone used their special superhero right. mind powers. Yeah. And right. from the audience perspective, I didn't know if they were supposed to think that Thor was calling it to him, to and himself. He intercepted, and then or somebody picked it up and threw it. And so I was. I assumed, I, would, I assumed when it lifted that it was Captain. Yeah, I, I did I was, too. I was ready yeah. for that, but I wasn't sure how the audience was perceiving that at that point. I think you'll probably get a 50-50 split between because I think it shows it on the ground and it lifts and goes. So I think either people are going to think that Cap called it or that Thor called it and Cap just snatched it. Snatched it. Snatched it. But, but he yeah. still is is worthy. But yeah, the, I I knew it was that, that was a fantastic. Moment. Yeah, when, <laughs> when he started just like spinning that thing, I was like, oh, someone's about to get cold cocked, and <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be sweet. And he called down the lightning on top of that. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. man, so many great just moments from that five minutes of him holding yeah. the hammer. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I know how to do this. I, I know how to call down lightning. You know, yeah. just have it. I'm ready. Yeah. I've been ready this yeah. whole time. This, this is what thing? months of practice yeah. lead up to. I'm not having sex, but I'm pretending to be a fucking Thor. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the whole end battle I thought was fantastic. I. I kind of wish there had been, maybe this is morbid, but I kind of wish there had been a little bit more casualties. I thought they were going to try and trim the fat a little bit. <laughs> Did on... enough wizards not die for you? <laughs> Who cares about the wizards? <laughs> Go back in your sling ring circles. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I thought, like, you know, the, does Rhodes still need to stick around? Does Hawkeye still need to stick around? Like, I feel like some of those guys have run their course, and I felt like Thanos coming in and bombing the Avengers base was a, a good way to maybe trim some of that fat. Right. Um, the only My only complaint, because the... The whole fight is fantastic. Is I, I felt like it was a little choppy in its editing. If I think back to Infinity War, when they fight Thanos, it's very smooth. Like, you know where everybody's at. I think some of the problem was it was really dark and grimy in this. Yeah. And so they're, they're editing fast and they're cutting scenes fast. So I kind of, I think in particular, there was one piece of the Thanos fight against Cap where I remember there's just a bunch of cuts. I'm like, ah, oh, stop it. I, I just want to watch the fight and, and experience it. So is that, that where he's like chopping the shield and I the shield just like was. coming apart? Yeah, but it, it was it was kind of tough, I think, just visually sometimes. There's just so much going on, right? Like guys are yeah. flying everywhere, especially like when they're running with a gauntlet. There's just so much going yeah. on and people swinging in. I mean, I'm sure if you watched just the background, you'd see three or four more fights happening. Yeah. So my only issue was I had a hard time tracking it, but I think if I watch it again, it'll be good. But set up, payoff, everything that comes along with that is, is, is you know, A+. plus. Yeah. On your left, perfect, perfect oh place. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I love that. I yeah. love them all coming out. Every time, and we talked about this on our other podcast, every time they either mentioned or showed Spider-Man, uh, I got to lump my throat. Mm-hmm. So from the picture of him in oh, Tony's kitchen yeah. to he mentioning, you know, didn't save the kid, you know, I got to go find the kid. You know, every time they mention, I'm getting chills right now just talking about Spider-Man because yeah. Spider-Man's my guy. Yeah. But it's, uh, and then when he showed up, he was the last one to pop through. The whole audience cheered, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like, bam, there he is. He's back. 
And then he got to kill a bunch of things. Instant it was kill. Incredible. Instant, Instant kill. kill. That was so good. <laughs> I, uh, so to your point about the battle, I, I almost thought it was on purpose of how chaotic it was. Because if remember from Infinity War, it was almost orchestrated, that battle. Because Wakanda had control of how they entered. So it was very much like... We know where they're coming from. We know where to attack. It's like very much like those old. Well, there was a point. There was a point in the field that they could not allow them. So everything yeah. was designed to keep them contained. Yeah. Right. So it was very this controlled. Was not... It felt like you know, like the old uh, Civil War battles where <laughs> one team marches <laughs> yeah. up, the other team marches just up, just stand in a line and yeah. get shot and fire. Yeah. And like this was just like modern warfare. Like it's just chaos. You don't know what's happening. People now are you got all the, the women right here for a second, <laughs> yeah. and then they got to disperse again. Right in this flying bee. <laughs> yeah. Like, if a missile hit that, all the women would be gone in yeah. the MCU. Oh, oh, my God. You can't have that. But I felt like that was almost intentional, just the grime of it, the grittiness. It felt almost like very much modern warfare of, like, it's just chaos out there. Like, And with Thanos, you know, shrinking his ship and then making it <laughs> yeah. large and just unleashing absolute hell on the on the Avengers uh home base was I did, I honestly did not see that coming. I didn't know. I thought either. we'd get I thought we'd get it later in the movie and he'd come up and like fight or whatever. Him just like firing missile after missile after missile. I was like, "Oh, shit, I thought someone was going to die. I thought yeah. Hawkeye was dead. I thought Ra- Rocket was dead. Like uh, someone's got to die in this cuz it was too much all at once." I think that speaks to like the his point of saying like they they are arrogant and I am not. Like he never at one point thinks that he's got it sewn up. So he's just going to do that. Mm-hmm. He's going to take every opportunity he can to come back up on the upper hand. Yeah. Like just unleash that. Like take every like use nebula. Like all of those things. He just never thinks there's a point where he's just like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I did it. It's fine. So when they turned the cannons and started firing to space. What was your initial reaction of what they were firing at? I thought it was going to be the Nova Corps. I see. I, I thought it was going to be Nova. And I was going. I was a little let down, a little bit let down. And then she fucking destroyed that ship. I was like, we're good. <laughs> Did you think it was Nova Corps? Or did you think it'd be Nova? Like they're going to use Nova? I thought that. I thought Captain Marvel was going to fly in with Nova and the Nova Corps because we got a tease from them in uh, Guardians Two, mm-hmm. a little bit, and uh, which leads me into a question later on. But like, I thought it was going to be. All of them because they went back in time to potentially save the planet because he snapped, so all those people should be back to life. So she's well, a, she's out in space, right? Yeah, she's. Oh, in but space. they didn't die from the snap. Never mind. Shit. Yeah, he, he killed them all to get the power stone. Yeah. Before, beforehand. Yeah. Damn. But I I was expecting Nova. I, 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 that's my thoughts too. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, like, I, why would you introduce the Nova Corps right now at the end of this, yeah. this whole thing? We don't have any time to like appreciate no. them. No, just like thanks. Don't next. worry about Hi. it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I have a helmet. <laughs> so uh, I I actually again not being a comic guy like I had heard rumblings that that maybe they would try to set up a new big bad for the next phase. And I'd heard a bunch of names tossed out, but Galactus was one of them. And so when it turned and started firing in the space, I was like, oh, here comes something big about it. Like, I totally, oh, my God. I totally forgot that Captain Marvel was in the movie. Like, and then she yeah. came back, like, oh, yeah, it's Captain Marvel. But, like, initially I was like, they're going to have something come in and just wreck that everything. That would have been insane. That would have been too much. That's like, you would have ended on another cliffhanger at <laughs> right. that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they would have gone with it, but that's where my mind went. It was something that was just um, coming in just to wreck shit yeah. all over everything. Yeah, and hang on, new threat. Yeah. 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 Bigger threat. Thanos yeah. actually helps the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. uh, another theory I had who they were going to be shooting at was Adam Warlock. Yeah. Adam Warlock's been teased since the, the first Guardians. I think it was. I think that was at the end of Guardians 2. 
Guardians yeah. two, I yeah, yeah. Where they min- they mention him by name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I call him, him Adam. Yeah. Adam, yeah. 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 And it's just like, where the fuck is Adam Warlock? He's been teased so much in this. Like, is he going to be the big bad for Guardians three? Now, I think that they were trying to set the stage for Adam Warlock to be part of Infinity War, and I think they just changed their path. I think they didn't have Man. time enough to develop him. Yeah. As who is this guy, and he's just going to save the day? You know, it's like, uh, let's let's push that off. Yeah. And. And but if you have because a new for big com- bad, then maybe he's still in play just somewhere along the road. Yeah. He may be yeah. like one of those like Gollum situations where he's he was created out of hatred for the Guardians. So he right. may be like a, a red herring big bad and then they like change his mind or whatever. But I mean, I honestly thought he was gonna come down with Captain Marvel and then they would spend another movie just explaining who the <laughs> fuck this guy was. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they didn't have time. Like they, they barely squeezed Captain Marvel in yeah. you know, to, to get into this. Yeah. And, and there I felt there was no way unless you introduced him at the very beginning of this movie and spent three hours developing you know who adam warlock is for it to even make sense and for I just, sure and i was like i think that would have been just too much yeah and so i think if it was in the plans i'm glad that they pushed it off yeah and we could see it later yeah because as comic book readers he i mean he played a, a large role in infinity gauntlet yeah, and so I mean, we're just waiting for main, him. Sh- yeah. So we're just waiting for him to show up, just like okay, okay, Adam Warlock. Nope, nope, no. Okay. Yeah, so he, it was he really strange. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a vital part. So in terms of Thanos, I, I'm interested to know because we didn't really touch on this today. But do you think more or less of Thanos after Endgame? Because I, I feel like with Infinity War, there was nobody bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you've got this. I, I don't want to say he's lessened because of Endgame, but the, just that the path they took with that character, I thought, you know, it, it just felt like he was kind of going through the motions because they needed somebody to keep everything going. I mean, they lopped his head off in the beginning, but then he right. just kind of has to do it all over again. But instead of trying to kill half the universe, he just is hell-bent on wiping out everything. But I didn't feel like he came across nearly as menacing or as near of a threat as he was in Infinity War. So I don't, I'm interested to hear well, your guys' thoughts in hindsight on that. I feel like we're because we just actually read a book this week, uh, Thanos number one, and I think we're getting a different. Well, we are getting a different Thanos from Infinity War than we're getting in Endgame. I think the Infinity War Thanos was very driven. He had his goals. He was almost completed to his task. And Endgame Thanos got the cheat code and found out where they all were. <laughs> yeah, right. He skipped a couple vital steps, so maybe he wasn't as developed or as uh, focused on what the task was, and he got a little sloppy. He got too much caught up in his uh, hubris of wanting just to fucking stick it to the Avengers, so he got sidetracked, and that's, I think, what his downfall was. He got he got too focused on one thing. He may have gotten the cheat codes, but, like, he was still playing catch-up. He never got there, you know? Like, that's true. He, he had, like... And I don't... I think he was menacing because he was just so resigned. He didn't even really... His whole thing is not really out of a desire to want to kill that many people, but just that you've got finite everything and this is for greater good type of thing. And like, so he, but he had to sacrifice so much in Infinity War that it was like scary the links he would go to. And yeah. you just knew that not only was he not totally evil, but he was willing to do the most evil shit ever. Yeah. But like in this one, he's just like, Confused, playing catch up, still trying to achieve the same thing. Yeah, I mean, so, he's getting broken memories from Nebula, so I mean, he's just trying to piece together this weird puzzle that he thinks he has, and he thinks he has the upper hand. And at one point, he does, and then 
Did you guys know that you could snap the Infinity Gauntlet more than once? That's what no, threw me. I thought I was like, it dispersed them automatically, <laughs> but I guess I was wrong. I was like, they snapped this thing like five times. Oh, I thought you could do whatever you want if you had it. Really? So if you just keep snapping it, like, if you felt like it. I mean, in Infinity Gauntlet, you know, he snaps before it even starts. True. And he's just hanging on to his glove. True. You know, as a god. And so I just, I didn't, I thought he did it intentionally. True, yeah. I just yeah, thought, yeah. like, as a moviegoer, you see in Infinity War, he snaps it once and it's it's busted. Right. But I think that's just because of the 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 steel or the metal it was made of kind of just roasted itself. Tyrion did not do a very good job. Oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible job. <laughs> no matter his size, he always fucks something up. <laughs> so, coming out of Infinity War, Thanos had set the stage to me as one of the best movie villains of all time. Right. Like he was gonna be right there next to Vader, whatnot. And so this truly so, yeah. this, so this movie, how does that if you've all felt the same, how does that his legacy, I guess his he has two movies under his belt. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Thanos after this movie? I thought he was great. I thought he served the purpose of just the I will and like you say he has two movies under his belt. Really he was the secret big bad sure. for the last Ten years, I felt like they built him up, and they introduced him at the right points. And his uh, arc, his storyline, in my eyes, for the Marvel MCU storyline was perfect. I thought beginning to end, they played it right. They held their cards when they should. They played what they should when they did. And uh, in my opinion, it was it was perfect. For his part, just storytelling and influence-wise, we're seeing a lot more complex villains and big bads than we were before. Yeah, It's not enough just to have somebody who's powerful. You have to be able to connect with them on a different... to make them interesting. Yeah, totally. And that was the MCU's mistake for how many movies? They just would throw <laughs> a generic guy who just wanted some kind of just power. Just want to rule the world. Just want to rule the world. And yeah. totally... The world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. besides, I say that, but Loki was one of the first villains and they kind of wove him into mm-hmm. many movies but there's so many forgettable villains in all of MCU that yeah that they pulled off Thanos right and I think it, I think Endgame hurts it a little bit just because I don't really think that they like fleshed him out very well in Endgame even though you had a whole movie of Infinity War to, to learn about him but I just feel like it didn't capitalize on it he's still there he's still present just for some reason, he didn't strike me as as menacing in Infinity War, or sorry, in Endgame as he was in Infinity right. War. But we even talked about how an Infinity War felt like a Thanos origin movie. Like he's that it's was his Thanos. movie. Yep. yep. So it, I I like Thanos. I do think he's one of the the better ones. I just I kind of wish it had just gone a little bit differently in yeah. the end. But well, like you said, I mean, you you compared it to Vader. Vader wasn't without without his problems in the movies. Like you could pick apart a little bit, but at the end of the day. He's the baddest motherfucker in the room. Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but Vader never did anything until Rogue One. Nothing. He was he just knew that oh, he was bad. Yeah. He never actually did anything. He choked a few people. Which is enough. Not just choked them with his hand just, like across <laughs> the room. But just something about he just he never really did anything. He just knew that yeah. he was you know, the yeah. baddest guy in the galaxy. Uh-huh. And then they finally got to see what he really could do, you know, in Rogue One. Uh-huh. But it's just funny how they, they built that up over, you know, the span yeah. of movies. And, you just and Thanos it. isn't, like, inherently evil, but he's constantly doing things that people are like, he's the exact opposite. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
That's I just crazy. want to garden. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want half of you here. <laughs> right. <laughs> to stay off my garden. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> These damn crows. <laughs> so I have to ask comic book people. Yes. Cap Shield. Yeah. Didn't give it to Bucky. Right. Gave it to Falcon. I'm glad you brought this up. How do you feel about that? We actually got in an argument. <laughs> with, yes. Not with each other. Oh. With one of our friends. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, we get in arguments all the time. We, yeah, there's enough there. Uh, we are actually in agreement with this. Sam, in uh, my opinion, and I believe yours as well, Caitlin, perfect choice. Which a lot of people aren't okay with, including our friend Brad, who is in Thailand, who got upset with us. <laughs> perfect choice for MCU or perfect choice because you liked how it went in the comics? MCU. Both. Both. See, we both felt that they didn't really do enough with Sam. Like, we know the Winter Soldier. We know Bucky. Right. You know, he he needs that redemption side. But well, Sam's just kind of just kind of there. And well, so, very true. And, and yes, he did need something if he's going to continue on his character. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's, that's the intent. But yeah. it wasn't a... We just thought that Bucky was a more logical choice based on what we've seen over the past he's, 20 movies. Yeah, he's a more developed character. I mean, he got he has an entire arc. Sam's just always chilling on the side, right? Like he's he's never really been given anything. He gets a few tactical things to go do, but like what do you really know about Sam from the movies? You don't. Right. I mean, Bucky's the one that you would assume could stand alone and be his own kind of leader. Right. superhero have right. his own you know, kind of plan or design as to how he wants to go about doing this protecting. But um, he doesn't want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, and that's, not the, about that's the thing. He doesn't yeah. want it. Right. So and I think Cap knows that. You, won't, you wouldn't give a leadership position to someone that doesn't want it because yeah. they're not going to do the, the, the best job that they can. I mean, storytelling-wise, going forward, I think there's a lot more you can do with Sam. You know, right. Like a, Bucky's too, too similar, I think, to, to Steve. He's but also he's broken. I mean, he's been through some shit. Yeah, he's had well, his well, mind we, we, which <laughs> fucked why, with. Right, which is, which is why the redemption piece of okay, now you're Captain America. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, people are calling you, you know, assassin, murderer. You know, you have to deal with that. Right. Um, why do you get to be Captain? You know, right. There, there are some things you can do, but I still think it's it's not as there's not a, a lot more you could do with it than you could with Sam. I think there's mm-hmm. a whole lot you could do with Sam. Of still, what did you do to? To earn this, mm-hmm. he's kind of for sure wrote yeah. his. Well, I think and... I think it was announced that Disney Plus is actually doing a Falcon and Winter Soldier with both of them. They could pass it back and forth. R- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get it on uh, uh, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, <laughs> every other episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is anybody else hoping that this is just like a buddy cop lethal weapon? Oh, it man. fucking better be. That's the only way to sell that. <laughs> yeah. We saw a little glimpse of that in I forget what movie it was. Where they're in the Volkswagen Beetle, yes. yes. just exchanging barbs, which yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So did any of you think all these announcements about the 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 new series that they're coming out were just all smoke and mirrors? You know, uh, I didn't until now. <laughs> what, what information uh, do you uh, have? And, 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 I, and I was like, no, they're going to kill them all off. They're going to say, oh, they have their own series, but no, they're all dead. Psych. Psych. Yeah. Uh, well, the Loki one. Loki's dead. Is dead. Yeah. I think, I don't even know what his show is well, going to be so about. Well, so I've heard that, I, I don't know if Loki's show is the what if show or if those are two separate shows. Oh. But either way, I think because of the way the timeline works, they can say that anything that happens in Loki's world is when he grabbed the Tesseract and pieced out in oh. the middle. 
Now, technically, oh, cool. they, technically, they reset that timeline because they took all the stones back, mm-hmm. so that didn't happen. But you could say, well, here's what did happen in that universe. So I, I don't remember if Loki and What If are the same show, but that would make a lot of sense. That they can basically have free reign in that timeline because yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Huh. And I heard Loki was showing Loki throughout time meddling with history. Oh, and so oh it, that's it, even it was, better. It was all I love like that. A, it was all like a prequel. You okay, know? and so I'm it, into that. It's sort of like uh, Black Widow. Like, we knew she has a movie mm-hmm. where she can't die. Oh, wait, that's a prequel. Yeah. But I guess she can die. You know, so that was part of my thinking. It was always going to be Hawkeye dying. You know, yeah. was, I was still had this in my mind. She's not done yet. She's still right. here, but... Oops. Well, then we never, we never got Vision back either, and uh, yes. allegedly, they got a Scarlet Witch Vision, which yeah. I think that's going to... My theory is Black Panther 2 is... Uh, Shuri actually was able to download the Vision's consciousness uh, and rebuild him, and rebuild him, and that'll be like part of. Well, and, uh, this isn't a theory show, but you know, <laughs> that, read that my now. Twitter. And yes, you'll find out. I got that theories would, for days. So that would actually be good because I left Ultron thinking that Vision was. I mean, he picked up Thor's hammer, and he's ultra powerful. And then they did nothing but crap on him for like two or three movies afterwards, to the point where then he just. Yeah dies, you know, and you're just like, whatever, Vision, get out of here. Uh-huh. Terribly underused. So I, I would be cool with a revisiting of, of that because I think if that character is supposed to be as powerful as mm-hmm. what they set him up for initially, he, he needs some work. Well, here's what I love about Vision. He's very powerful, but he's also now discovering that he has free will. Like, who is he? Does he have a soul? He Does he a have a conscience? Like, he's very conflicted, baby. which is why we love the character. And who was it, Tom King? Yeah did a, a Vision run two or three years ago that was revered as, like, one of the best Vision slash Marvel stories ever <laughs> told. If you, ever, if you get a chance to read it, check it out. Tom King, Vision, it's amazing. And I think that's the kind of route they're going to go maybe with this TV well, show. Well, because the Scarlet Witch run was also a lot like that, even though it wasn't, like, the same creative team or anything. But, I mean, the, I, would, I, I love their storylines. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, people forget, like, yes, he's – He's very intelligent. He's very strong. He's also a newborn fucking baby. <laughs> right. Like, he's just yeah. discovering what love is, like, what all these strange emotions that were programmed into his head. So it's a lot for a person to just be aw- awoken and have to deal with all of that. I, I almost thought you said woke, like a woke vision. Is that what we're <laughs> going to get? In, in a Soon show? we will. Soon <laughs> we will. <laughs> so did you guys think that Sam is not going to become Captain America, or is he just going to be Falcon rolling around with the shield? He will be the new Captain America. Okay. Because I don't think Bucky wants it, and I don't even think Captain Marvel wants it. I just she has a whole galaxy. Could he be like Captain Falcon? From Smash Brothers? Falcon America? Yeah. Falcon America. I just didn't know from an MCU standpoint they would want to make that transition to a new Captain America versus just letting Falcon be Falcon and, and roll with the shield. Yeah, uh. they're gonna run into that though because the more they do these, I mean that's I mean comic fans are very well like that's just a part of what you have to. (laughs) People are gonna take that mantle. They're gonna run with it. Sometimes you're gonna get homages. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's gonna be a complete departure. And I think I think if anything, the TV show will be, what does being Captain America mean to Sam? And what does that look like? That's what right. that book that we covered mm-hmm. about him was. It was amazing because yeah. it really delved into that. So if they go that route or you know, a, a similar route, it'll be great. But I feel like Sam wants it the most. He wants to prove himself. He wants to be that shining light. He wants to be that leader. And that's why I think Captain America gave him the shield because he, he saw that through their interactions. 
Did yeah. you see that in the movies? You're taking that from the no. I saw yeah. it from the movies. That's, you did? Yeah, I saw it from the movies. Okay. I felt like because I did not because Falcon went with him on the special ops team where they were evading the government. So we didn't see the exchanges that they had there, but that relationship was probably built stronger so there. So you didn't see <laughs> it, but you inferred it from <laughs> the movies. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying those that don't have the comic background, because I, I was doing the same thing as you were. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, what have I read? And then I'm putting it into the background of, of these people, and that may not be the same route that they go, but from just a straight, you know, watching all the movies, like we don't get really anything from Sam other than he's a he's a vet and helping other vets out. And yeah. he's and he's loyal to Steve. Right. Hey, whatever Steve does, I'm right yeah. there with him. Right. Yeah. Unlike Bucky who's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll be back later maybe. <laughs> My brain is a sponge. <laughs> so on Bucky, the way they wrapped up Cap is is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I love the old cap, what they did with that. I, I was just tr- old man cap. Yeah. Old man cap. Yeah, truly great. <laughs> but I did kind of feel like I, I wanted some kind of closure with him and Bucky because him and Bucky have been a thing through like all of the MCU. And like he didn't even really like, honestly, it sounds cheesy, but like he didn't even say goodbye. He just like, he just peaced out on him and like went back in time and then just left. I mean, and, and they, I think it's unwritten. Like Bucky knows where he's at, knows what he did. But like I felt like that ended. I'm like, Oh man, like at like a high five, something. Yeah. Can I get it? A dab, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, it, that was a little striking that you don't really get Captain like putting his hand on Bucky's shoulder, just like you know. When he you, says bud. goodbye, though, Bucky's like, "I'm gonna miss you." Like he knows. And that's kind of what he's like. I'm gonna miss you, man. Like he doesn't say like, "See you in a minute." Like we're gonna do this. Like I don't think I even caught that. He says, "I'm gonna miss you." He knows. Okay. Yeah. I didn't notice that either. And Holy he's shit. the first yeah. one. <laughs> oh my God. What was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> was I crying during that period? Probably I was crying. But so, he like is the first one to look over and he's like, I, he's not. Yeah. He's gotcha. fucking right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they said they filmed five different endings. Now, I don't know how many, oh. how far back they go. Yeah. You know, or is it just the, the funeral? Maybe one of them's, you know, Black Widow's funeral mm-hmm. instead. But but they, they filmed Cowards. five. <laughs> they filmed five different. I wonder if one of them was him giving Bucky the shield. You know, you know? Uh, and so uh, I don't know when we're gonna see those. Somebody said two of them have been released. Do you guys uh, I haven't seen those yet? Hmm. But uh, are you guys familiar with the movie Clue? Oh, yes, God, yes. And how there was five endings uh, right, for right, Clue, right? right. And re- different movie through. theaters got different endings. Oh, no. so I didn't know my, that. my grandmother told me this when it was re- released in theaters. Different movie theaters got different endings. So when people would meet up, just like, hey, wasn't it funny when it ended like this? And they're like. It- didn't that's end like that. Brilliant. How, how awesome would that be if they did that today? Oh my yeah. god, that's unspoilable. Just, yeah, just kills you on the internet. Uh huh. Like, like that's what do you mean? That's Wait, not you what happened. Idiot. <laughs> but the thing with didn't Cl- give it to the Falcon. thing with Clue was they brought it back together, and then you get like, this is how it really, really happened. Yeah, yeah. you get them all yep. finally, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, you think we'll see Old Man Cap, part of Shield? Uh, maybe peppered in throughout. Yeah. But I think old. I think we're supposed to gather that. I don't think Old Lady Carter would give it up. In what way? <laughs> yeah, that's where my mind was. Wait, like, what are wait, we talking wait, about? I mean, we just I went mean, to like, Captain, Captain <laughs> I mean, like, he'd probably have to be a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. unless he just wanted nothing to do with that anymore because she'd probably still be doing stuff. Yeah. Well, I assume dead. that, yeah. Oh, I assume oh. she still kind of dies in the same oh, okay. In the same way. Frame, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we were talking about this today, and he read something that I didn't notice. So we know that Peggy Carter got married, right, mm-hmm. from Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yes. Captain went back and stole... Her from whoever this guy was. I don't think. But they never say who the guy was. Yes. 
Oh. And so it's it always is. been Cap. Yeah. Or, well, here's my theory, because I love that, but I don't think he married Peggy. You think it was something because different? Because he did, because she, he, uh, Sam goes, can I ask about her? And he goes, nope. So all we see is them dancing. That's mm-hmm. all he wanted. He wanted he would, to have a had, dance. He wanted to do his dance. And then maybe he did marry somebody else. You think I mean, he eventually shacked up with the niece again? Like once he got older? <laughs> You and the gray foxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think interesting. I think that's why they left it so kind of a, a gray area. Like anyone, it can be interpreted in many ways. But I, I, at the end of the movie, I'm just like, he didn't marry Peggy, because like he didn't mention it. I didn't even. I didn't walk go that way either. With that at all. That's I, I just kept though. thinking about the the guy that he took her from, and that now didn't get married to her. Now he's Thanos, and <laughs> that's why he's he's Doctor Octopus, and he's fucking around with Peter Parker right now. So. How keen are you guys into getting into the movie logic of what the hell happened in this movie? Because one of the things I, the, the timelines got super confusing as I was watching the movie. I, I was yeah. having a really hard, especially because uh, Banner gives you like a like a thirty second vomit of what their time travel theory yeah. is. Yeah, and moving I, time through somebody versus moving. Yeah, and I didn't keep up with it at all. And then the ancient one tries to explain it again, and I still was struggling. And then I got really thrown off because. I thought they were saying it's all basically once the stones get put back in place, it all kind of snaps huh? into <laughs> into yeah one timeline. So my question was like, what timeline? I, I know old Cap is our Cap. Yes. But did he grow old in our timeline or did he grow old in another timeline and he uses pin particles to come back to the spot where he's at? Because if it's in our timeline, then that means him and Peggy are married, if it's Peggy, mm-hmm. doing whatever – while Cap is still frozen and then gets unfrozen. So there's two Caps in this world at any given time in our world. See, that's where I, I'm a simple man. And time travel movies confuse me. And that's, I, I, sometimes I just throw my hands up and just go, okay. This is why Ant-Man, again, was all of us in Endgame. Because him saying, <laughs> you mean Back to the Future right. is bullshit? Yeah. And having an existential crisis on his own right. was me. Like, I don't... They did. They even did the visual thing where they did that timeline, and then this thing branches off, and then she explained, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's out. That's yeah. already gone." I'm in, sure in, in six months scene. someone's gonna make a cool graph that will explain it perfectly, and then I'll get it. But as of right now, I'm just my hands are up in the air, going, "I loved it. I, I love the movie." I do think the, the pin particles yeah. would be a <laughs> good exactly. way to explain it. it. Here's your yeah. map. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. If He's living his life in another timeline, and then he can he knows how to use the pin particles to come back to yeah. drop off the shield for Bucky or not Bucky for for Sam. Um, I, I like the poetic nature of it all being in one timeline. But yes, I, I, I hope for that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. And, and the same thing I have is with is with Thanos too, because like I don't understand how the 2014 Thanos that comes forward in time and then dies. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of feel like the same as you guys. I struggled with that coming out of the theater, and then I just got to the point where I was like, okay, if I just set that aside, how much did I enjoy the yeah. movie? So It's like time travel stuff is like super hard. I only had a few other points I wanted to make, and one was uh, Iron Man's death was very underwhelming to me. He got to say, I am Iron Man, though. Oh, boy. I think everyone got to say their superhero name, which was fun. (laughs) But it seemed like he was just like, it was over really quick. Like, they didn't linger on it at all. It was kind of just like he snapped it. When you look back at him, he is real fucked up. Yep. 
And then Pepper Potts is just like, it's okay. You can die now. Like, we'll be okay. You can die. And, like, I was just like, that's it? That's all we get from this monumentous thing, sacrifice that he did? I was hoping for some acknowledgement that her telling him it's okay from him. Saying, okay, you know, at least that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. But he, he didn't really do that. He's kind wasn't of even there. really looking at. Yeah, he wasn't looking at. <laughs> didn't really do like, anything. No, no, it, it's okay for you for you to Where's die. Where's the like, kid? Oh, uh, yeah. you guys are gonna be fine. God bless Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Now I'm gonna die. Uh, he's kind of laid there and like, why did you need to say that, Pepper? That's yeah. weird. Pepper, don't be a weirdo. You could just like watch the recorded thing I did. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Delete my browser history. <laughs> <laughs> but like in like uh, this whole thing with Peter Parker and Tony Stark having the relationship that they did. Even that interaction when he was dying, I was just like, this seems kind of forced a little bit. Because when, when, when Peter got dusted in Infinity War, that was a huge moment. And yeah. for the most part, it was ad-libbed by um, Tom Holland, right. which kudos to him. Mm-hmm. And this felt like they were almost trying to like... Recapture that. Yeah. And right. I was like, you, know, you didn't really... You missed it by, by that much. It was still kind of impactful, but I, I I didn't have the same emotional connection to it. Yeah, I felt like they had oh let's try to you know reenact what what happened over there only with Tony dying. Uh huh. Oh wait, but his wife's here too. We yeah. should probably get her in here. Shouldn't she you be know, here? Shouldn't she <laughs> yeah. be in front of a Spider Man? <laughs> get out of the way, that's my yeah. husband. Well, and I think it could have like it could have gotten real awkward real fast because he seemed like he was losing it quickly watching it happen. And he's not, like, the mature Tony to be like, I'm going to watch you fade away, and then I'm going to deal with it. But, like, he was, like, going to freak out. So yeah. Pepper was like, okay, we'll get you to someone who can, <laughs> yeah. like, give you some cuddles or something. Give like, Peter a juice box. He is yeah. losing it. <laughs> yeah, but, and then she was like, it's my time. Yeah, <laughs> also, in, a, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Superman dying in Batman versus Superman, where mm-hmm. I know how I was supposed to feel. Exactly. But the movie didn't really make me feel that. And I, I think part of that's because, at least in Infinity War, like, I don't think anybody expected everybody the no. snap to happen. But in this, like, okay, Tony snapped, and you kind of know, you, you go into this movie knowing something bad's probably going to happen to one of the Avengers. So I think it's about expectations and knowing that you're probably assuming somebody's going to die. And then he does it and saves the day. And it's that moment where then, like, all the bad guys are gone. So all the good guys kind of huddle around. And then we have a 20-minute funeral scene. It just kind of, like, it felt it felt procedural. Like, we had to go through it as opposed to the Peter Parker and uh, Tony Stark in Infinity War. It felt, like, very abrupt and you didn't see it coming. So I, I think it's hard to do those justice. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can't get it right when you've had 10 years of building up to a moment like that, then I just feel like it's it's more about expectations. Like, I think if that had been somebody we weren't expecting, like maybe if Cap had gone down in a way like that, then maybe right. we would have felt a little bit more about it. But Or even Hulk. Like, I feel like a Hulk death would have been even a little more impactful. Don't you kill Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but, like, no one would expect that. I mean, like, yeah. just him trying to get in there and then get uh, Thanos, whatever the hell he was carrying, <laughs> double-edged sword. Yeah. Right. right. Helicopter blade. The... Yeah, geez, dang. How did he spin that? I didn't know how he was spinning that. <laughs> I don't know how he did a lot of things. <laughs> he was just, just like Harlem Globetrotter in that thing, just <laughs> from finger to finger, just flipping it around. Um, and then uh, my also, this is my last gripe from the movie, when all of the uh, people that got dusted got snapped back into existence... That reveal seemed kind of lackluster to me. It, you know what I mean? Just like they didn't explain 
how they felt, where they went. It was just like Peter Parker kind of touched on it. He was just like, yeah, I think I passed out. Now we're back. And like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? They just passed out. Like, yeah, you guys aren't as shocked as you maybe should be <laughs> right. for being just brought back into existence. Well, and even from the other direction, too, like Hawkeye got a phone call. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they everybody back. I'm like, okay, cool. My wife's calling. Like, it just, you're right. It, like, the weight of it wasn't there. Yeah. Hey, babe, can I call you back real quick? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. We What's just the... brought back half the universe. Can you give me a minute? <laughs> I think the oven's on. You're already nagging me. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Wish you were dead again. <laughs> so they didn't really know that they were gone because Doctor Strange told Spider-Man you've been gone for five years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they faded away, but then all of a sudden, to them, they're immediately back. Yeah. And they're immediately the shock back of that didn't really... into a giant yeah. battle. There's not right. a whole yeah. lot of time to process. <laughs> yeah. You are fighting. Yeah. yeah. Keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Peter's like, so technically I can legally drink? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> or <laughs> So did he age five years? So I'm guessing. I don't think I they don't did. I think so. They came so. back as they were from because five years Because that's ago. what Tony explicitly said. Do not fuck up my wife <laughs> right. and child. Yeah. So, you have to bring them back to today without anything else changing. So right. Peter's still in high school, yet all of his friends have graduated. Neil was still there. Some of them, if they didn't get yeah, snapped. Yeah, uh, Neil got ghosted, dusted, because Neil he... Neil did? Why were they both friend. crying then? Well, yeah, uh, I'm, I that's, that's what was... I meant. He was back from being dusted. I, I assumed he had gotten dusted, too, because they looked so young. Oh, no, I thought he was saying, you're back. Yeah. And I'm so did I. You. Oh, fuck. You've See? been gone for yep. five years. Was, Peter, was Peter a freshman and Neil's, like, second year senior or right. something? <laughs> yeah. Because now that's that's movie logic again. Well, I mean, yeah. Ant-Man's so daughter went from, like, for... four years old yeah. to 17. <laughs> See? So anybody who was okay. there. Yeah. Time's weird, man. Right. <laughs> Damn quantum realm. <laughs> um, so... Have we covered everything? I mean, um, uh, we've been up and down this whole movie. There's still more, though. Oh, That's I know. How much we could do six in. more episodes. Of I know. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know normally when we wrap things up, we do a really bad job of going through questions really quickly. And I think we covered most of this, but I would. We already got you guys' ratings. Yes. But I would be interested in hearing uh, at least your uh, favorite moment, and then one thing that you guys would change about the movie. Favorite moment. Well, I'll start with the thing I would have changed, which is I wanted a bigger emotional impact when uh, counterparts from the dusted and non-dusted met. Like, I felt like there should have been a big thing when, like, Rocket and Groot were reconnected because they were basically like a father and son, big brother, little brother situation. And I felt like there wasn't any of that there. Spider-Man, Iron Man, you got a little bit of it. I mean, Tony gave him this big, giant hug, but... It just seems like, and yes, I know they're in the middle of a giant battle, so you can't really have uh, a moment to really process what's happening, but I felt like the movie could have taken just a little bit of time to really give us a bigger emotional punch with that. And then uh, I'm trying not to pick the Captain America Molnir scene because right. I feel like that's going to be everybody's scene. Yeah, but It should be your favorite. <laughs> I think one of my favorite scenes that's going to go under, under the radar is when Hulk is taking a selfie and he and he t- he says, oh Ant Man, do you want to get a selfie? And the kids have no idea who he is. <laughs> and Ant Man's just like, take the goddamn phone, yeah. <laughs> go away. Yeah, I felt like Ant Man was just a real hit in this movie, and I think basically any scene with him in it was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, uh, I think probably the Hail Hydra elevator thing was probably my favorite. Um, I think I, I'm just gonna go like quick and simple. The thing I would change is dual funeral. It's not hard. Just give her <laughs> just give her a salty funeral. over just black do, widow. Just <laughs> do both at once. It makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah, her, her too. Yes. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for us, right? I mean, we, we yeah. could probably sit here for another two hours yeah. and go through this, but <laughs> we could. For listeners' sake, not even our sake, I think we have the endurance to do it. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> for, for listeners' sake, that, that's probably got to be it. So we, We've now done four hours today. That's right. Of, Hats of off to you, boys. <laughs> Hats off to you. And I, I feel like we could do more. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but thank you guys for letting us crash your party. Oh, thanks for yeah. letting us yeah. crash your no. podcast. Yes, this is thank awesome. You. No, this has been great. We really appreciate it. Hopefully there's another comic book movie sometime we can get back together and do it all over again. Yeah, we'd love to do it. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. Hey guys, it's Mike again. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Again, that was Two Views Movie Podcast. Our buddies from in town that have a great show where they talk about movies each and every week. Um, I know they did a great service to me in seeing Hellboy, this movie that's been getting terrible ratings, but I wanted to know what it was all about. And they bit the bullet, saw it for me, had a discussion. I feel like I was there for all of its awful, awful glory. Um, so if there's ever any nerd movies out, check out their podcast. They do a lot of the great stuff that we love talking about on our podcast, too, just from a different angle. Of course, First Issue Club will be back in your feed with one of our normal episodes later this week. So stay tuned for that. Bye, guys.